During this episode of Priestesses Prescribe, we discuss toxic relationships, domestic disputes, and the harmful emotional, physical, spiritual, and psychological consequences to being in these harmful and toxic dynamics. If you or anyone you know are trapped in an abusive relationship, Please seek the resources within our show notes in addition to knowing that Alex and I are always here to support you. Remember that you are loved and you are worthy. Now, let's start the show. Hi. I'm Alex. And I'm Erica. And welcome to Priestesses Prescribe, a self-discovery podcast based in mystical wellness. We came together as priestesses from different backgrounds and modalities with a common mission to empower and support you on your intuitive journey. We'll aim to prepare you for the energies of the new and full moons every month while expanding on themes that will connect you with your highest self. The priestesses have written you the prescription. All you have to do is take it. Now, let's start our ritual. Hey, Alex. Hi, Erica. What's going on? Oh. Oh. I'll go. (laughs) Please. (laughs) I'll go. I'm good. I'm actually weirdly excited to talk about today's topic. (laughs) And I, you know what? I'm okay with it being a good thing. Just to jump in, we're talking about twin flames today or the possibility that twin flames are actually like not a thing or actually a toxic thing. And my excitement comes with wanting to talk about this because I know that I've been in a twin flame connection, narcissistic, codependent, dynamic Mm -hmm. and it makes me it's the decorating or bedazzling the scar moment Uh that we spoke about in a past cancer episode a tarot education on the chariot so i look forward to shifting the narrative on a very interesting time period in my life yeah it's so relevant for you for so many factors. And I think when we talked about it initially, ha- you having that aha moment of this is actually this, yeah, which we'll get into. I'm also excited to talk about it because I went through a deep dive on this. And let me tell you, it's a rabbit hole I had never fallen into. I don't want to be, I, I crawled right out as soon as I could. I felt icky in there. I did not yeah. feel good in there. So yeah, I'm sure it was super icky, but I'm actually happy that you did the deep dive because in you doing the deep dive, I know that your way of like sharing information will be super important to our audience right now. So do you mind giving us a little bit of the information that you found out on sure. the deep dive? Yeah. So we're talking about twin flames. Are they a positive thing or are they toxic? And the twin flame deep 
rabbit hole that I fell into was twofold. The one, you know, and without getting to, I guess, like the theory on it, the the fact that it is a toxic relationship. Many people feel that it that it is narcissistic in nature. And many people in more of the spiritual camp feel that twin flames are real. It's essentially a soul splitting at some point in its evolution. And so in this life or in a lifetime, you meet your twin flame, i.e. the other half of your soul that was broken in two. And that is a reuniting moment for you to be a whole complete person and live your life and achieve certain missions in life with a bigger, larger soul experience. Twin flame podcasts are a thing. And I fell into- I didn't know that. Yep. 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 I found one that is called like twin flame podcast or something like that. It's, it's a couple. I don't, I'm not going to name names, but I'm sure you'll be able to find it. They are twin flames, they believe, and they have really short podcasts where they basically talk about all the different steps that twin flames go through in life and reuniting with one another and blah, 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 and that it's very rare to have twin flames because it means that if you are reuniting with your twin flame, you have a larger mission in this life to do with that person. Honestly, it felt really icky because it felt really problematic to say that like you are not whole and complete until you meet someone else. And until you do that, if you it, – it, they basically made twin flames feel really exclusive in nature. Like you should have a twin flame and if you don't, you're like not a whole and complete person again. And that is just vehemently opposed to everything I believe in. Also, like they made a distinction between – soul bond connections and soulmates and twin flames being different things and being more like they they put a higher price tag it felt on the twin flame relationship than on the soulmate connection so just stopping there that was a that was a concerning rabbit hole to fall into and we were actually we, we should back up and just say that one of our listeners reached out our loyal listeners reached out and asked us to comment on the topic of twin flames. And at the time I responded and said, look, I'm not an expert, nor do I really believe in it. So I I actually encouraged her to do her own research. And now I'm kind of, I do feel kind of bad. I'm sure you're going to be listening. (laughs) I, I, I take that back. I think that was a potentially damaging, well, look, I can't take responsibility for other creators on the internet. But I will say I feel bad because if you did fall into some of these rabbit holes that I saw, they, I, I don't believe that that information is correct or beneficial. Yeah. Thank you for that synopsis. <laughs> that was good. I'm, I'm unable to separate my emotions from it. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. It and makes you know me what? really upset. Yeah. And just a disclaimer, right? Everyone has different life experiences. So there may be some people out there who are twin flames and it's a non-toxic dynamic. It's beautiful. It's loving. It's healthy. And we are so grateful that that abundant love has found you. Yeah. In investigating the idea of twin flames a little bit further, and even in my own life experience with the person that I would have considered a twin flame, in hindsight, I totally see that it was a super toxic dynamic. It was 
a narcissistic energy and my codependent energy coming together and sort of feeding off of each other's energy. And it was a dynamic that, ooh, I'm so grateful that I'm out of. <laughs> I'm so, I'm super duper grateful. So without further ado, I mean, I'm sort of prepared to talk about my experience with also another disclaimer, just for the sake of, you know, privacy, my privacy at the time, and also this person's privacy, I won't name any names. I also won't name locations and timeframes and things like that. But I will say that this particular individual is probably the most dynamic energy I've ever met in my entire life. When I tell you that charismatic to a fault, <laughs> You know, when when this individual walked into a room, you knew, you saw, you heard, you felt. That's the kind of energy that this individual gave off. And because of that large personality, that extroverted personality, someone who's super introverted and quiet like myself was super attracted to it at the time, at the time. And with that level of just difference and sort of personality, the dichotomy of it all, we were very much so drawn to each other. And in the drawing to each other, it was almost like magic felt as if it was happening. I will never forget this particular time when we were together and it just felt like an amusement park. Like when we were together, it felt like a roller coaster the highs, the lows, the dips, the shifts, the circles, feeling like you want to throw up, but then feeling like, oh no, this is fun. So I'm going to hold it in <laughs> like that kind of energy and leaving each other and feeling like, oh my goodness, like feeling a gaping void and hole. And it was in that moment when I thought to myself like, huh, I read about like twin flames and sort of what that feels like. And when you're together, it just feels like it's so vibrant, so passionate, it's so dynamic, so alluring. But the minute that you two walk away from each other, it feels like a wound. It feels like a void. It feels like something is absent. Huh. Let me do further research on what this twin flame idea is. And maybe this is possibly, this is it for me. This is finally it. So when I went, down my rabbit hole of twin flames of what I thought it was at the time. It was all about the taking so long to find each other. And then once you found each other, the, the magnified energy, but then also there are like things and hurdles in the way. There's so many reasons why you can't be together, but you want to be together. So you're together for three months and then you stop speaking for a year and then you come back together and it's like, you never skip the beat, you know? that dynamic of the runner and the chaser. That's a huge one for twin flames, that someone is always chasing behind the other. One person is always running away from the relationship and the position can change in the relationship. So at one point, I think I was the runner. I was like, oh no, this can't happen because of all the hurdles, all of the things that we would have to, the jumps and the hoops that we would have to go through to be together. And then he was the chaser obviously, but then those roles flipped. It was like, wait, no, like you, I feel like I don't have a purpose if you're not around because who am I taking care of? You have to come back to me. You know, that was my codependent, not being healed from my trauma, being very much so attracted to the confidence, 
of an individual, of a person. We spoke about that before, confidence, charisma, and the negative sides of that, the narcissistic aspects of a kind of a personality trait. So skipping to the toxicity, I will share this one particular story about, it was, it was very alcohol involved, very, very, and that's another thing about these relationships is either some kind of like substance abuse, there's some kind of addiction, there's some kind of something that comes into play that exacerbates the feelings, that exacerbates the emotions. And it was a very alcohol influenced relationship with me and this particular person. And there was one argument that we had uh, where a suitcase was thrown, blood was shed. <laughs> I'll be honest to say that I was the person that threw the suitcase because, and again, you never excuse domestic disputes. And I'll be honest about the fact that that happened. And you don't make excuses for it either. My rationale at that moment was you've hurt me so much that I'm going to physically now harm you so you can at least feel the pain that I felt for the highs and the lows that you've taken me on, mm-hmm. for, for the lies that have been told for the ways that I had to chase after you, for the ways that you made me, you know, the the emotional pain, the disconnection from my intuition that you made me feel because there are so many lies. I don't now, I now don't know what the truth is. So if you say that the sun is in the sky, but I can clearly see that the moon is up there, I would have believed that it was the sun. So in this particular argument, I threw the suitcase and throwing the suitcase, Again, blood was shed. There was another argument that happened after that. In the midst of all the arguing, sexual intimacy also occurred. (laughs) Again, the highs and the lows, the roller coaster. And I remember connecting with my therapist that very next day and telling her everything that happened. And she candidly said to me, Erica, do you think that this is healthy? And I had to like look at her through my phone and say, no. Like, there's no way that this could be healthy for me. There's no way that this can be healthy for him. I literally threw a suitcase at this man. And then we literally, I don't want to say made love afterwards, but like, that's not okay. Like, you cannot do stuff like that. So that's just a short snippet. I could speak on so much more, but I won't simply because, again, privacy. But the twin flame dynamic is a very interesting one. It's a very harmful one. But the the basis of what we're trying to communicate in this episode is that it's typically two people coming together who are clearly in need of healing. Mm -hmm. Clearly. For me, it was, I am attracted to this big personality. I'm attracted to this energy that I can feel that may financially take care of me, that can provide me the things that I didn't have in my childhood. This narcissistic energy is attracted to me because maybe from the nurturing that he didn't necessarily feel in his childhood, that warmth, but then also that energy of here's someone who has sacrificed herself for me. I love that. I love the attention that I get from this person. And we were literally like energetic vampires feeding off of each other to the point of complete destruction. So I'll stop there. Alex's face during this entire story has been like, <laughs> I'm watching it. I was like, damn, like this is bad. <laughs> no, but no, in the moment, 
I was just like, I thought it was love, you know? Of course. I mean, I think that I was just having genuine reactions to what you were saying, but I have had very a very similar without, you know, so no judgment. I, I think just making those realizations where you start to to put the puzzle pieces together that you've already done, which is great, and realizing that whether or not you are twin flames, it is a toxic relationship and narcissistic behavior is at the root of that where, you know, everything's kind of swirling a drain down, down, down into the depths of human behavior at its worst and like why you were attracted to that, why he was attracted to you, I think makes a lot of sense too. And and that is that whole story. Just really quick, I wanted to ask you a couple questions. Please. When you, When it was happening for you and you started to feel that it was no longer healthy, even after you had done all this research on twin flames and being a spiritual person, what was that realization like for you and and how did you end up pulling away? Uh, and see, and that's the interesting dichotomy of it all. And that's also from a spiritual perspective and people who are highly spiritual, you also have to be aware of the ways that your light and your shadow can be all screwed up. Your mm -hmm. illuminated self and your darkness cannot be all screwed up, right? Because I knew that bad things were happening, but I did not have the maturity or the spiritual discipline to accept the omens as they were, right? So there can be signs all around you. You know, the universe can literally drop a rock on your head <laughs> telling you stop this behavior but it, that's the that's the intoxication of it all so once i did realize that this is toxic this is super unhealthy and then it's also really affecting me spiritually because now i'm involved in a soul tie and a soul tie that's draining me emotionally spiritually physically sexually uh, I will never forget there was this also one time when we were physically intimate. I, I swear I felt like a hook. It was like a hook felt as if it like captured me. And that's also when I knew in that moment spiritually that something is so harmful here, but it feels so good. And now I'm, I'm attached to this hook. And now that it's a soul tie. And now even though this hook is painful, dig deeper, you know? So it, it, it was a moment of revelation and it was a moment where I really had to look in the mirror and that's what I did at the time. And I had to write on little post-its post of, of paper that said, I am worthy because to have these things happen to me, there's no possible way that I've actually felt as if I was worthy. So I had to now start writing it on pieces of paper putting it on my mirror, standing in front of it and saying it until I was finally convinced that, you know what, I am worthy enough to now leave this dynamic. But that's how extreme it is. Mm -hmm. You have to write it down to then look at yourself to state it. But to do that means that at one point in time, there was clear denial of your worth. And that's a hard pill to swallow. But I had to in order to save myself. Thank God. Yeah, thank God. 
<laughs> Literally. Yeah. And to, yeah. I mean, that point is so important because you're basically saying I am worthy, which means I am whole. Like, and that scarcity mindset of what will it be like if this person's not my life, I won't right. be complete mm-hmm. versus I am worthy and I am enough and I am, and I am separate and whole. Yes. And I honestly, that was the most profound post-it that I am. Mm. And I would never forget like just repeating oh, that Oh, that was one. literally a post-it? Yeah. No it was literally the I am because it was in that moment that I was like, okay, I am directly connected to something so divine and something so universally powerful that there's no way that I can continue to enable this behavior and participate in this behavior. Mm -hmm. So that I am reinforced that energy of divinity. And then I also had to, I also had to say that I am in an abusive relationship. I am codependent. Mm -hmm. I am not acting out my spiritual principles. Because there's no way that I can fully embody the Empress energy and be in this dynamic. But the also the at the other coin of it is that that Empress mystical spiritual budding was starting to happen. And also people who are in pain are attracted to that. Right. So even as a spiritualist, it was, it was this interesting spiritual evolution. It was a part of my spiritual awakening that I was going through that clearly there's something that's being shown on me that's attracting these kind of energies that need help, that need support. But I'm not at a place in my spiritual maturity where I can actually help you because in helping you, it's literally hurting me. Mm-hmm. So I also had to take a step back in my learnings of spirituality at the time to state that what's really feeding me in this, in this relationship is my, it's also my narcissism. It's also my ego. It's my shadow side Mm. that very much so wants to feel like someone's savior to feel as if this person won't go on unless I'm in their life because that's what they told me. And it made me feel super special Mm. and it put me on this pedestal but that's just not how re- healthy relationships go. Two people should be able to come together and ha- have a happy and amazing relationship. But if they're not together, their lives are not going to fall apart. But in those twin flame, narcissistic, codependent relationships, that's what it feels like. Right. It's literally like if we're not together, the world is not okay. And right. that's insane. <laughs> you know, yeah. It's insane. Yeah, and it goes against yeah. just like all the spiritual teachings of like you are divine on your on your own and like the way I've come to experience the soul it, it very much it it goes I'm not going to say it's not possible to have a soul split in two and that you both be on this planet at this time but the fact that you are not whole and your soul is not whole without meeting that person and joining forces and being in a romantic relationship makes no sense. It just, it doesn't, your soul's evolution may have something to do with a a relationship, but it may not. And it may have something to do with a whole lot of different conditions and things. And 
you could have um, many soul mate or bond connections propel you forward or trigger you or both at the same time. It's not like one, you know, I think just putting that idealization that if you're not together, your soul is not complete, you're not a whole person, that's narcissism, you know, that's like this idealization of like a human in a divine package. It doesn't compute. Yeah to me yeah yeah and on, but it, i mean i don't like to delve really deep into like religion but from a christian a christian standpoint like it's also a sin don't put any god above right you know but when you come from parental wounds when yes. your inner child is not in a space of healing or maintaining the healing you see someone who is familiar. Mm -hmm. And that's also the other issue with intuition, right? Love intuition, super be super connected to your intuition, but also understand that your intuition will connect you and lead you to familiar. And oftentimes what's familiar is toxic mm -hmm. because of our childhoods, right? right? So here was this person who was familiar enough and just crazy and mad enough for my wounds, it felt like home. Oh, it was so perfect. And then right. here's, a, here's, and maybe in his eyes, here's this woman that is self-sacrificial in a way that my mother never was. Mm. Oh, his inner child was like in love with me, you know? So it all from a cycle, social, spiritual, quantum physics standpoint, it all makes sense. And it's why assessment spiritual assessment psychological assessment is necessary in life you know because again that intuitive feeling like, oh i met this person oh and they they just give me butterflies it's like wait hold on there should be a pause to state okay great it's amazing that you feel chemistry and connection but what is the basis of that chemistry and what is the basis of that connection i also learned in my healing of the narcissistic abuse was that oftentimes in life when we meet somebody and we say, oh, I feel like I knew them in other lifetimes. Maybe, potentially, but also it's that familiar feeling. It's mm -hmm. that, oh, this person literally reminds me of the pain that a parental figure or someone in my early childhood inflicted upon me. So it feels so much like home so much so that I wrap it in this bow of spirituality and I wrap it in this bow of soulfulness. Oh, I knew this person from multiple lifetimes. Okay, again, possibly, but also if that trauma and if that pain has not been addressed, all you're really redoing is reliving trauma so much so that you're connecting a bond, so much so that then you put it in a pretty package with some glitter on it and you bedazzle it, but now you're bedazzling it from a perspective of denial, of toxicity and of shame. Yeah. And you're basically giving a divine excuse for bad behavior. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's the scariest part. Yeah. And like, you know, we're, you're coming at this from a mature and healed standpoint. So there is no judgment if you, you know, find yourself in a position like that. 
and have not healed from it yet. It's just about the awareness. Like we've talked about, we've talked about this ad nauseum, just the awareness of the situation, the awareness of the, the um, position that you're in is the most important part. And you can't start doing anything to change it or heal it until you've acknowledged it at the root. And that takes maturity. It takes whatever it takes. It, it just takes like a big life shift, which in many ways is kind of, you know, akin to like making a tough decision and having it not benefit you in the moment, but no, it's going to be- benefit you in the long run. I think that's a one definition of maturity. Definitely. Definitely. And if there are people right now who are in toxic dynamics, and even if you're not calling it twin flame, even if that's not the language that you are using, but somehow you found yourself listening to this episode, there are sort of three pieces of wisdom that I would love to give or just lessons that I've learned from this experience. And the first one is that before you get into a serious relationship with anyone, please go to therapy, please. Because there's just, there's nothing like uprooting trauma. There's nothing like uprooting pain. And we're also not stating that you can't live life in the process of healing. No one's saying that. But what we are saying is live life in the healthiest way possible until you hit a certain space in the maintenance of your healing where you're able to identify partners, identify friends, identify anyone from a true spiritual intuitive place and not from a, oh, that just feels familiar. And in it feeling familiar, I now enter a toxic dynamic. Mm -hmm. So totally, number one, get therapy as soon as possible. It is the best investment that you will make in your life. Number two, speaking on intuition. If there's anyone in your life who makes you feel as if what you know to be true is incorrect, run for the hills. Run and run immediately. At the end of the day, we have a little voice, we have a little knowing, whether your intuitive space is in your stomach, whether it's in the the third eye, wherever it is, whether you're clear audience, so you hear it in your ears, The messages are always around us. The truth is always around us. Oftentimes, we're too busy putting trust in others before we put trust in ourselves. And that's how we end up believing lies. And we end up believing things that are beyond divine truth. So it's also called gaslighting knowing that you saw something, that you heard something, that you know something, and and another individual is telling you, no, that didn't happen. Or no, I never said that. Or no, that wasn't the timeline. Or no, you must be crazy. Or you were really drunk that night. That's not how that occurred. So gaslighting is a real thing. Intuitive knowing is a real thing. And trusting yourself is the biggest lesson. It will save your life time and time again. So please be sure to be connected to your intuition from a divine truth versus believing what a person says just because they said it. And the last thing I will say is from a place of self-worth. You got to be honest with yourself if you don't feel worthy. 
I know it's hard. I know what it's like to look at yourself in the mirror and see a beautiful shell that's empty on the inside, that literally is putting up with emotional abuse, psychological abuse, physical abuse. It's hard to accept that, wow, like my self-esteem has been so low that I allowed this to happen. I know it's tough, but I promise you the minute that you can admit that to yourself, that you can admit it to your spirit is the minute that life shifts because then you're able to seek help. You're able to get out of these toxic dynamics and you're able to start seeing life for what it truly is and in its abundant mindset. So yeah, those are my lessons. I'm not happy about the pain that it caused because I'm not a martyr, but in becoming clear that I don't feel worthy, I now am full of worth, you know? So the hindsight is 2020 redirection is God's protection. You know, thank goodness we didn't get married. Thank goodness there were those roadblocks that we thought were divine, you know, just a divine energy. Oh, this is just a part of the twin flame dynamic. There will always be hurdles. No, that's actually the universe stopping the craziness (laughs) and protecting you, you know, but there's always light at the end of the tunnel. Narcissistic abuse is a real thing. There are people who specialize in it. There are people who specialize in inner child healing. You have your butterfly mentors and Alex and I, and healing is possible. But being honest with yourself to know that, hey, I need help. Hey, don't feel too worthy. Hey, my self-esteem is actually a little wonky. will save your life. Absolutely. Speaking of resources, Dr. Romani is the doctor that we both did our research with and she's fabulous and and she has quite a few videos on YouTube about narcissistic behavior, but one specifically on narcissistic behavior and twin flames. So if you are interested in going further into this topic, you can absolutely check her out and she is very credible. And be careful, it, you know, go at your own risk into the world of the twin flame YouTuber or podcaster. You know, mm-hmm. Erica and I have maybe not spoken explicitly about this, but each have credentials. We study under people. We have teachers. We have experience. And we also have experience with our own clients and our own lives to give you this information. We have integrity. And if you just start listening to anyone who's put up a YouTube video on Twin Flames or any tarot reader or, you know, psychic, many people can claim that they are these things and maybe, and many people can claim that they're experts in a topic and may or may not be. So just keep your intuition and keep your antenna up. This is true really for any any advice that you're seeking in, I guess, in spirituality or mysticism, but in it just in general. In life. In yeah, life. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't just yeah. read the headline, you know, listen or read the article and decide for yourself. Yeah. And always, always ask the why is this person giving out this advice if you ask that question 
and you listen carefully, either it's coming from a place of like, I really just want to share this information for the maintenance and the healing of others, or it could be for monetary gain or X, Y, and Z. So please always question the why of anything, especially when it's coming from spiritual, mystical, and the unknown community. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you for sharing your story, Erica. I know it will definitely help others who have gone through the same thing, who are in that situation now, or who are really just curious about this whole topic in general. Yeah. Thank you for listening. And just know that we are always here for you. And if you have any questions, always DM us, follow us, connect with us. We're here to help. Absolutely. We will see you next week. Bye. Bye.